Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I am Matilda Sturridge. When I was 20, I believed that you fell in love, got married, and lived happily ever after. When I was 21, I was pregnant. When I was 22... I was a single parent. This is a podcast about how your expectations of parenthood are often altered by the course of your life. This is Bringing Up Us. Hello, my name is (laughs) Honey Ross and this is Bringing Up Us. Um, uh, As you can tell, there is a slight change of your usual Wednesday morning programming, which is that I will be interviewing the incredible actress, podcaster, mother of one, Matilda Sturridge, on her very own podcast, Bringing Up Us. I am Honey Kinney Ross. You might know me from my uh, Pink Protest podcast, The Body Protest, or my Instagram, where I post my nudes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we, I'm very, very excited to be here. Uh, I also produce this podcast, so it's not completely random, but we thought for the Christmas special and season finale that we would do something a little different and hear from the host herself a little bit about her expectations of parenting and maybe a bit about body image, who knows? And we said that the working title for our collaboration is The Baby Protest. Can I get a hell yeah? (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, Matilda. This is so exciting. Can we talk about how completely weird this is? This is really weird and I'm quite like thrown, but I'm really we're enjoying like, we're it. We're a little bit shaky. I feel like we both had a lot of coffee and we're both kind of buzzing. Honey walked in and usually when I'm doing this podcast, she comes and walks in and holds my hand and I just read to her 700 pages of very <laughs> random research. And I love I do it. on all the guests being like, is, is this enough? And she's like, you have delved. It's when they like, were in their parents' stomach. It's, it's the most intense, extensive research you could ever possibly imagine. It's literally like, so when her cousin went to Durham, like <laughs> it's literally like so specific. And I'm like, yeah, Matilda, I think I think we've got it covered. Like I think it's going to be a good episode. So Honey's walked in today, and I just have no notes. And I'm like, I'm really freaking out. I feel <laughs> very underprepared. It feels, but I'm usually used to doing this with like little baby Nadia Craddock by my side so I'm like where's, where's my podcast wife like I'm like ah so we're both out of our comfort zones this is very good um so I think let's start off by asking the famous bringing up up <laughs> can't even say the name of the podcast let's start with the famous bringing up us opener which is what were your expectations of parenthood I just think I was one of those people that since the day I was born have 
always wanted to be a parent. I love that. Like I've had no, it it was just no question that that was the pinnacle of life and of my life. (laughs) It was like, I'm going to be a mum. I always had baby dolls. (laughs) I always wanted to hold any baby that Uh, walked past me. It would be like, oh my God. Yeah. When I was young, like when my mum's friends who had babies and they come round to the house, I'd be there being like, So how do you do Yeah, You'd be like, I'd love to run the crash. Yeah, yeah. And like, are they on formula or do you breastfeed? Like, you know, please explain. They're like, excuse me, madam, you're four. Um, I know I love that so much about you and I I feel like that you really exude that Mother Earth energy of like very fertile, like ready to just be like I mean I really hope. No, you do. And like, I remember that was one thing I picked up from you immediately when I met you because I've always been like that. And I feel like people who kind of come out of the womb ready to be a mother, you don't meet people like us all the time because usually like, I think in our generation, you're a bit older than me, but not really. I feel like people are very much like, I don't want kids. It's not trendy. And I always feel like sometimes like it's, you know, I know it's like not a sort of feminist thing to say, but honestly, like what I thought the perfect life was, was just being a mum. No, and I, to this day, I do still think that. But also, I think the whole point of feminism is it means that you're able to do that and then other people are able to do the other thing and it's just mm. non-judgmental. It's yeah. like, you know, being a mum is such an incredible, fulfilling, hard job. And then also, like, being a CEO is also an incredible, hard, fulfilling job. They're just different brands. Like, yeah. and it, I think that's fine. Yeah, and there's sort of, you do get those kind of conversations where you're sitting talking to people and I still go a little bit hot in my chest when someone goes what do you do and you know the main thing that I do is a mum and I'm always go like oh god and sometimes I have lied and gone like oh I'm an architect (laughs) very like Romy and Michelle I invented the post-its I should be like so proud that I am a mum which is fucking hard to raise a human and make them a good human and be the person that guides them through life it's not like an easy thing so why for a second do I get hot in the chest when I say hi my name's Matilda and I'm a mum yeah no I, I think that's such a societal issue I've got a couple of questions to break down what you've just asked which was what you just said because I think it's very interesting you were obviously a single parent for most of Rudy's upbringing yeah what were the core principles that you were like, I need to instill this into my child? That is such a good question. I think I just wanted him to be a really kind person. Mm. And I wanted him to be so open to life and to always grab opportunities and yeah, to be kind and to be generous. And mm. yeah, that was sort of, I think, always my aim and still is my aim you know I think having you know as a grown-up to be kind it's just it's the most incredible quality yeah and it's just so important and it's such a simple thing that people forget and we live in a world where it's so easily you know forgotten that actually just to be kind is just that sounds so soppy I'm just hearing myself no but no but also it's it's true simple and it's just I really want my son 
to be kind well especially in the world we live in where it's kind of I mean this is going to sound so like not on brand people, but I think it is quite a complicated time to be a man because I think it's you know very much not their moment in the sun right now yeah. and it's hard to be like where do I feel like a lot of young men that I speak to are kind of like where do I fit into this mm. did you feel any concern about that bringing a, a baby boy into the world no not at all I, d- I think that I wasn't uh, I didn't know what Rudy was when he was in my tummy did you, um, oh, so was it a surprise? Uh, yeah, I, I wanted it to be a surprise. The second I took the pregnancy test, I was like, oh my God, it's a boy. Like I really? was so instantly connected to wow. Rudy. And I think that was one of the, the big things of having a baby young. You know, we are so lucky in this country that we have the choice. And I never doubted my choice that Rudy was absolutely meant to be and was it, you know I not even for a second did I think oh wait a minute you know this isn't I'm not with the right person and I'm not in a healthy relationship yeah. and I'm, I just knew that Rudy was meant to be and yeah. I was so connected so quickly and so protective and was like oh my gosh like I am, have to grow up right now and I've got to make this tiny little thing growing in my tummy this kind of I just want to give them the best life and give them all the opportunities that I can but I so was so sure that it was a boy and maybe had like a week that I thought oh possibly it's a girl and then during labor I went into like this blind panic that I was like oh my god the baby's gonna come out and it's gonna be a girl and then that means I'm a terrible mum because all of my instincts are, are, are wrong and I thought it was a boy oh and it's God. a girl and I'm not gonna and I'm gonna be a horrible person and the baby's gonna hate me because I'd be thinking that it's a boy and um but then it was a boy so, <laughs> so my instincts were right but that is scary because you do hear so many stories of like um the kind of uh premonitions and kind of weird pre-baby like superstitions where you're like I knew it was a boy immediately because all I wanted to eat was blah, blah, blah. Or like, my mum always tells me this incredible story of that she knew she was pregnant with my sister immediately because she smelt someone light a cigarette in the street and she suddenly had these like hu- superhuman powers. She was like, someone's just lit a cigarette in my bloody bedroom and then like looked out the window and it was a man down the road on the street had lit a cigarette. Oh and she was like, I'm pregnant, and it, which is my favourite story. Oh my God, that's so cool. I know, and it's like I think, but then there you don't hear the flip side of that. It's like, yeah. what if you got it wrong? Yeah, and, and you were like, and maybe so I'm not pregnant. Maybe I'm not pregnant with a boy. That's it's scary. a fifty-fifty chance. I mean, it could, yeah. could have been a girl. Yeah, you know, I was just lucky that I was like definitely a boy, and I was right. You know? Yeah, because imagine if you'd be like definitely a boy, and then it was a girl, and then you'd be like, and I'm telling no one that I thought it was a boy. <laughs> And I'm a terrible mum and will be now for the rest of my life. But then it's such, a, there's so much pressure put on mums, the fact that you would even think you're a ter- terrible boy for not being able to kind of supernaturally guess its gender, no, which I you know. did do. <laughs> but it's weird. It's like the pressure starts there and then. Yeah. It's, like, it's always like, am I doing it right? Am I right? Am I good enough? Am I okay? My God. And it just starts instantly it starts when you're pregnant it's like yeah oh my gosh can, can I eat this bit of fish or oh god I had runny cheese and oh my god does that mean that yeah. I get it? it's so it's so frightening and it's so huge and well because your know, life has to change completely but, yeah, everything but also you're growing a human in your tummy yeah. and it's like friends now who are sort of newly pregnant and and they're kind of feeling really tired and emotional and, yeah. and worried and it's like you are growing a baby for the first yeah. time in your life everything that's going into your mouth all the goodness is going to your baby mm. and not you and like it's draining you and it's the first time that it's not actually about you it's about something in yeah, your tummy you've got to protect and this huge and of course it's tiring and of course you're going to yeah. be wobbly and of course you're going to be emotional and don't 
be feeling worried or guilty that you're feeling a bit tired and you're a little bit grumpy it's like yeah I mean it's like cut yourself some bloody slack yeah it's like and it's and that I feel like carries on into parenthood it's you're constantly putting so much pressure on yourself to do things right it's like no one does things right well speaking of pressure I feel like you were under more pressure than I mean it's hard to say because parenting is so difficult but I feel like in your situation you were 22 21 uh yeah 21 when I found out I was pregnant it was my last week of being 21 just before yeah of when I found out I was pregnant so I was 22 when I had him so you were my age when you gave birth to Rudy <laughs> um a baby you, you know me I'm a mess yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that like what was that well you know did you you always wanted to be a young mum I assume like I've it's always been no, in my you mind you know what I I don't necessarily think that I did really? I think that I my mum uh, was married at 27 I think had my older brother yeah she was pregnant with my older brother when she got married so that was sort of my timeline yeah I think I thought and also it's you have to remember that I was I had an incredibly sheltered upbringing yeah I lived in a, a, I had a lovely family but my parents were still together they gave me a really wonderful life I was always that girl that, at school if someone said that their parents had separated I was like oh my god they must be miserable every single day like that is so shit like how could <laughs> anyone be happy if their parents aren't together yeah and I really so narrow-mindedly and naively like thought that you had a proper fairy tale yeah. construct of what the world I just was had, yeah, a very standard you know you know like you said at the beginning yeah. of the podcast you know you you meet your partner you fall in love you have a baby yeah. you know it's and that's very what I thought. traditional I thought you know I, God, I was having a lovely, my life would be lovely the whole time. I'd, you know, go to drama school, leave school, go to drama school. I'd, you know, maybe like do a couple of plays, like be an actress. Yeah. How lovely. Fall in love with someone, get married to them, have babies, live happily ever after. Yeah. And the world would be so lovely and yeah, jolly. Yeah, just a completely clean trajectory. So, clean. so simple. And I really, like, I really was that naive. Like, I was. And, and I know it's, it's people are like, how could you have been? But I just, I was so pure of heart and of yeah and I st- you know I still think you still I are am. very like, pure I'm still like you know I just believed in love and believed in marriage and believed in parents being together and you know when it got pregnant with Rudy it was you know not planned yeah at all and although I was with you know Rudy's dad and we'd been together for a few years but it wasn't it was a lovely fun relationship of a young relationship yeah but it wasn't right we weren't right together we were never right together you weren't partners in that way of parenting yeah we weren't and it was just but I I, you know it's a question everyone goes you know oh gosh you know how did you feel it was that thing of being it wasn't actually it wasn't about me the minute I was pregnant and saw that I was pregnant it was like okay you know this isn't about me this is about this baby in my tummy and I'm absolutely capable of being a brilliant mum. Yeah. And therefore, I'm going to be a brilliant mum. And that's, I think, what I thought. And it wasn't a kind of... I didn't feel pressure. It was just, this is what it was. And I really... When we told my parents, which is an incredibly frightening thing to do. I mean, I've never even thought about that. Yeah, it was really, we sort of sat them down on, it was God, it was like Sunday breakfast. And wait, can I just say, at this yeah. point, had you decided you were like, for sure, we're keeping yeah, this baby? Yeah, and this was, well, so at this point, this was the next, so it was, I think we found out on a, 
oh no yes we found it on a friday wow friday morning and i said we're not going to tell my parents until sunday just i just want us to you know think this, about it marinate i knew you know was it this wasn't a question of whether or not I was having this baby, I knew I was going to yeah, have this like, baby. it's like, I'm doing it with or without yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to have this baby. But what was really important is that I was a 21-year-old, very naive girl that was about to tell their parents that she was having a baby. And I needed them to... Because a lot of what was about to mm. happen is was going to become part of all of our lives. I had a yeah. younger brother who was just about... You know, was still at school, was just about to go to university. I had an older brother. And this was all of them being like, this is happening and this is going to change all of us and we yeah. all need to be on board and so when I when we told them it was this and I said I wanted to do the talking and and I was shaking oh and my I God. said you both need to sit down and then I started I think quite silently cry and not say anything <laughs> and my so God, they must I have just been like what is I going on talk about this. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't talk about it. I feel like my heart going oh um yeah and I think my mum said oh, you're pregnant and I said yes and wow. my dad jumped up and he hugged me so tightly and he said, oh, you know, it was the most loving thing of, I'm here, I'm protecting you wow. and you are safe. And my mum, I think, it's, I think, you know, both, my mum, I think her heart broke for the fact that what I thought that life would be was about to be different. Yeah. And she was very concerned of, of what that would mean to me. But my mum... Oh my god, she was. I just think that she is the most strongest, powerful woman. Oh my god, like she was amazing. They were amazing, and we had a week where we would have these long dinners with my brothers, who were also told and included. And it was very well thought out of every single thing that could happen. And you know, whether or not me and Charlie, me and Rudy's dad, Charlie would be together or not, yeah, and just about how this was this baby was going to come into our lives and it was all of us. It was yeah. all of it us. It was everyone's had to baby, be like, basically. Hey, like, this is happening and this is going to be amazing. And I think they all really appreciated that time. And it also meant that it was like, Rudy was so longed for. Like, it yeah. was, everyone was so excited. This baby was so loved. Yeah. Well, cause I it's actually also... can't remember the question that you taught me. <laughs> no, but I was like, just lost in your voice there. <laughs> that was so beautiful. I mean, and also I think that's a very incredible approach because you're like it's not like oh when the baby comes we'll see if I like it it's like no no, no you were like they, yeah. they already were like primed and ready to love Rudy yeah. they were like we love him already like yeah, touching exactly. her belly like mm, oh my lovely God. they yeah. were obsessed my dad yeah. was like from the second Rudy started kicking in my tummy he would literally just sit next to me Forever, like for hours, wow. he would just hold my tummy. Oh he my was, god! He was also there's something about like daddies, yeah, like a dad being like loving in that way is so sweet. For every single second, mums are the best. She was in amazing, the world. and but also what I've always said and always say about my mum is, you know, she she saw her very young daughter navigate becoming a woman as yeah. well as becoming a mother. She gave me such freedom to do both of those things. Yeah wasn't she was she I was the mummy it wasn't like oh my young child's having a baby I'm going to be the mummy to this baby yeah it's like sort of no this on. is yours but she I'll was be like, here you were the mum and this is all you wow but she was there to just give me all of that freedom and that growth as a woman and as a mother and it's just unbelievable what she well, did because I feel like um and we've spoken about this a bit before but 
because you were such a young mum and still are such a young mum, the kind of navigating your personal life mm. and still being, you know, a 22-year-old with 22-year-old best friends who are all, you know, going mm. out and drinking and being crazy and you're like, I am pregnant. Um, what was that like? It was sort of... I don't think the word hard is right. It was obviously different, but I completely was just... Rudy was born, I was just in heaven. <laughs> and I, within the first year of Rudy's life, um, the relationship with his father very, very quickly broke down. Yeah. And it was very random that I was going to be a single mother and, and raise Rudy alone. Um, and then, and I found, I was very kind of, found it very, very difficult and had really bad, I'd say, attachment yeah. issues with Rudy. I couldn't leave him for a second of course couldn't yeah. be apart from him and my mum was really good at sort of when Rudy was around one at being like no you know being a good mum is also about you know yeah being, being a you, good mum for yourself being a good mum for yourself and you know looking your after yourself child thrives off off you and you need to thrive for your yeah. child to thrive and it was kind of I mean I got very good at cooking <laughs> you were an amazing cook my friends would come to me yeah and I was the host and on a Friday night I would do big dinners and everyone would spend their Friday night with me and holding Rudy and oh I God. became the kind of people would come to me and but also you know Rudy was this little baby and the joy of having a tiny baby and up until around six months is they're portable yeah you can take them anywhere <laughs> I was so social and I made sure that if I got invited to a dinner I would be there Rudy would come too I really <laughs> met, I didn't I was I wasn't alone um I also had unbelievable friends that just yeah. kind of wrapped themselves around me and and Rudy and whatever I don't think I ever you know it's obviously it's hard it's hard it's I can't say that it wasn't hard obviously it was hard and you see your friends kind of begin their careers and sort of navigate love and heartbreak and and I was navigating something very very different and yeah. there were times where I was like oh god this is well it must be like hard to relate yeah. like you look at your friends doing that and you're like I'm literally trying to keep a baby alive yeah. and then they're like he hasn't texted me back yeah and also <laughs> sort of when you have a, a child the wonderful thing is you realize just how much you're capable of loving yeah and you in a second become selfless is that my word? Selfless, yeah. 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 You're very just, selfish. Just, yeah, just to become <laughs> selfish, yeah. And to, for that to happen at such a young age, yeah. when other people aren't, that hasn't happened to them yeah. yet, it, that was, I was like, that was quite tricky. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't about me, it was about Rudy. And, but I, you know, I was so supportive, as I say, my parents were amazing, and I did, you know, I, I they gave me, I went back to work, and, I dated and had sex and <laughs> was in my 20s. The only difference is, is that I had Rudy. Yeah. And I went through love and loss and heartbreak and all of these things that a 20-year-old girl in her 20s goes yeah. through, except I had this other incredible thing. I and mean, it's I amazing. amazing. You know, we had this amazing life and... I'm getting married in nearly three weeks. Ah. And Rudy and I have been having this sort of really special time and like speaking about what me and Rudy had. Rudy's siblings, touch wood, if he has any, 
which uh, yeah i mean there I'm better be there um, better be more babies yeah, yeah. is all i'm saying but he has will never have experienced what rudy and i have yeah. our relationship is so extraordinary because yeah we've just grown up together and well you're a unit you know yeah. what i mean you're yeah. an absolute team like and and i feel like from the minute I met you, I think the first time I met you, you literally were holding Rudy on your shoulder. And I was like, who is this woman? Like, it was in the middle of our friend Scarlett's party and you had this baby on you. And I was like, oh my God, that's who I want to be. Like, that's that's goals. Um, and I feel like, I mean, it's such a unique experience that you and him shared. And I mean, it's so special. Yeah, it's just kind of beyond. And we so talk about, you know, our moments and our time of... of us two being together and now we're about to be a, a family and a family of three we, we are a family of three but we're about to, to yeah in the all, eyes of the law yeah, in the eyes of the law <laughs> unite and what ollie and i always talk about with rudy and rudy speaks about because obviously you know with children with parents that aren't together and step parenting is that rudy chose his family he yeah. chose ollie and he chose me That's and so ollie special. And ollie chose me and rudy and i chose rudy and ollie and like together we all we've chosen each other yeah whereas when you're a child born into a family we always say this to rudy you know the children and his brothers and sisters yeah. they want to chose and they're just born into it you're but absolutely slapped together us, yeah the three of us found each other and chose each other oh and it's God. like so special yeah and if you said to me when i was 12 that that's the way around it would happen i'd be like fuck off no way <laughs> like that's not gonna happen i'm miserable you know i won't have a baby out of wedlock i won't have a baby and then be a single mom i yeah. would but it's like was I, that a factor to you the out of wedlock thing where you were like oh uh no you know what i actually wasn't i didn't kind of go oh god I'm, i mean it was sort of like you know it was just it, i thought that my life would be a bit different so it was a bit like oh god you know yeah this is different. i imagine like a bit of nervous laughter yeah. like oh <laughs> but i remember being so i had my dad's mum, who's now no longer with us she was uh she has seven children she's Whoa. like super mum and like fertile you know very yeah. traditional what's contraception nobody yeah, knows exactly. <laughs> and i was like oh my god it was actually i think it was i was really nervous to tell her that i was pregnant out of wedlock but i was also really really nervous to say and i didn't admit it for a very long time that that the, my relationship with Rudy's dad had broken down because really? I was like, she's gonna fucking hate me and That's she so sat me down and i told her and i was like really wobbly and she said I have seven children. Matilda, she was like, there is nothing you can say that's going to, A, sort of shock <laughs> You can't shock me. me. Yeah. But also, it's like, I love you. You're my granddaughter oh and my you've God. given me my first great-grandson. Like, yeah. you're... And she always, she gave me the advice and the strength which I've always stood by. She was always like, never settle. She was like, you mm. deserve greatness. And she was like, don't ever settle. And I've, like, lived by that so yeah. much and you know I, I didn't you know, fucking hell you know and no I, and you really waited, waited. Yeah, till my great love which I knew he was out there yeah he was coming come. and then boy did he come and he's an angel so I feel like I don't want to backtrack too much because I feel like I'm loving this conversation but with the single mother moment mm. of kind of going okay my relationship is broken down yeah. 
what was going through your head? You know, did you... Um, were incredibly you... guilty and incredibly really? broken. Um, I wasn't broken because the relationship had broken down. That was 100% the right thing. I deserved the best, really deserved the best. Yeah. I wanted to give him the best. Um, I was very ashamed that I was, at the beginning, obviously I'm not saying anymore, that I was going to bring, you know, that the Rudy wouldn't have parents that were still together, that he wouldn't have what I had. Yeah. And I was in, su- I, yeah, I was in such a awful blind panic about that. And I thought I'd failed him. I failed him as a mother. You know, it was awful. It took me a long time to go, no, like, like shut the fuck up. It's not bad. It's just different. It's just different. Exactly. It's almost like Rudy was kind of like a universal gift to be like, to broaden your horizons. Because yeah. like you said, growing up, you'd been like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a baby. It's going to be very yeah. traditional. And then this, the world was like, nope, absolutely not. That's not going to be the way it goes. Yeah. And, and also to be like, we had the, he had everything yeah. and more. Like, oh my god, they most yeah. loved. I mean, like, yeah, it was kind of well, cause, you know, listen, I was just, yes, you know, I was a single mother, but also I'm a very privileged single mother. I'm yeah. not someone, you know, I'm incredibly lucky. I'm not someone who has not had support, yeah. Um, well, also, just in terms of the volume of friends and family yeah. around you who love you, which people don't have a lot of people, yeah. The majority, so the word single mother. I still do really hate it and it really it's sort of I just didn't like to be called a single mother I was like hey oh, I was like I'm not single I have all of these people around me and I'm I think doing I'm this. dating lots yeah, of men I'm dating actually lots of people actually you know, <laughs> I have all of these people around me not doing this alone there are women out there who are doing this alone yeah and they properly. like I'm I know that you know I'm not I have all the support and I'm so lucky but you still did you were still a Baby, baby and you and you were a baby raising a baby and you did it I was it. really scared that there were you know and of course there were those people and I'm sure some of my parents friends and I'm sure some of my friends or you know ex-friends would be like Matilda's 21 and she's having a baby like this isn't ever going to be good and Matilda's 21 and you know she like that's going to end badly like she's going to end up a single mom and being this just mm. like and I was really worried that people were judging me really oh God, really yeah. really scared that people were being like oh there's that young one who, you know, had a baby yeah. at 21 and all, oh, look, you know, she's all alone. Well, I, so this is actually a really perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you, which was because, so my mum, it was a very young mum. She had my sister, I think exactly the same time frame as you. She pregnant when she was 21, gave, or maybe. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Pregnant at 20, gave birth at 21, and then had, you know, subsequently my brother, and then me, three years apart from each of each other. But because of that, when we went to school, she was still in her 20s, an absolute baby, and the judgment she received from the other mums, people being like, are you the nanny? People oh think, God. you know, and I want to know if you'd had that oh, experience. Yeah. I was the nanny for a very long time. It's shocking. I was, it was so, it really is nursery school before we sort of moved and started kind of our own life in North London and Rudy's nursery school. I was, everyone I knew, I felt, was looking at me being like, oh, what, that child's just called that tiny little girl mum like what's her story <laughs> like what? she's here every single day alone yeah. like that you know what's her story and I kind of felt and I was a nanny everyone was like oh you know or the sister to this day I'm wow. still like so is this your little brother I'm like no this is my no this, this is, is my son. son and when Rudy started school and reception oh I was so we moved to this new bit of London because I was like I want now for our life to begin and yeah. to start our own community and and we moved and I was like, oh my God, and it was just me and him. And I was like, everyone's going to think I'm the nanny and I'm so scared. <laughs> and I remember going into the school gate and it was this woman called Antonia and Sam, who to this day are, you know, still my great, great, great friends. I and wasn't they, sure which way that was going to go. If you go Antonia and Sam, I hate you. No, <laughs> they're, oh my God, they're amazing. And they were there and they were like, this is your son. And they, they didn't oh. for one second go... Who is this little, t- this little tiny child? Yeah, like and this boy. They were so warm, and I was like, "Oh, these are my people." Yeah, and like this is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. I'm going to be okay, and we're going to be okay. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, I remember my mum once telling me this story where she got really upset because someone was like to her about my sister. I was like, "Oh, happy accident or something like that," and she was like, "Oh yeah." Oh. Everyone always says, "But he wasn't planned, though, was he?" And you're like, and I'm like, why did you? Like, well, it's, it's, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And also, like, Betty, my sister, was planned, but my mum was like, it's so it's rude. It's like, it's thing. none of your business. It's absolutely none of your business. So, yeah, I find it so, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, what, happy accident? Yeah, exactly, yeah. that happy accident thing. You're like, fuck off. So, now I want to, now we're going to pivot slightly. We're getting, we're getting somewhere a little, little different for this podcast, well. which is, this is where the collaboration comes oh, in. Woo! Oh, I feel like we're also going to end up singing Christmas carols. We're going to end I the episode with a caroling. Really would like to do that. We both have lovely voices. Let's and be I honest. I just feel that would be nice. I just feel like it's we're we're ready. It's a Christmas special. It is the Christmas special. Um, you spoke about a bit earlier. You know, feeling sexy as a young mum, and you've just done this incredible, like, incredible thing of ra- you know growing a human inside you and pushing it out of your vagina. Like very impressive stuff. <laughs> like I mean, I'm impressed. <laughs> 
But I feel like you are probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever known in my whole life. Like, you are just a vision. But I also feel like you... I'm going to cry. I know. Don't, don't cry, don't, don't, don't cry. Don't cry, don't cry. But I also feel like you don't... I don't feel like you see it fully in that way. Like, I feel like, mm. uh, you know, I'm. it stresses me out that you, you are truly, like, Snow White. You walk around in your Snow White... But you, you know, you cover yourself up and you're very, you know, not, there's nothing wrong with being modest, but like, I feel like mm. you lack self-esteem in your body. Mm. What, do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, it's so weird. I've kind of been thinking about that. I mean, I always think about this and it's such a, I've spoken to you about it before we spoke yeah. about it. It's such a horrible, horrible thing that it's, that, you know, we stand in front of a mirror and don't like ourselves or love ourselves. And it's, I find it complicated because I really love myself yeah. and I really love my life and I have and I'm told by the man that I love that I am beautiful and yeah. he loves my body and but I do find it difficult. Is that the one thing you can't get? So yeah. because that's what I find so interesting about you is that I feel like you really love yourself. Like I feel like there is a proper essence of just like a glowing like you know internal contentment apart from when it comes to your body and yeah. I always find that so interesting and I'm like you literally grew the most incredible yeah. human inside you and you are the most incredible human but you I just I've, I've always found that so fascinating about you where, where do you think that comes from I don't know I really don't know and it's weird it's like it's weird that I don't let my mom see me naked yeah like it's and she I know gets like that sounds really weird that she wants to see me naked all no the time. but that's not I that, get but that still it's like you know when I have my wedding dress fittings. I will make her leave the room when I get really? naked in front of strangers. But to get into my wedding dress and then, you know, when I'm... It's like I still... and It's like this weird thing that I'm like, oh my God, I know that she will see a bit of cellulite and love me a little bit less. What? That's what I think in my no. head. It's really weird. It's, I, it's the weirdest thing. I can't... I and don't I understand and still, like, if I get... You know, I sleep naked and if I get out of bed in the middle of the night, I'm like... Is Ollie going to look at that bit of cellulite on my legs and love me a little bit? Like, like it's, it's so... No, but it's, it's so ingrained, <laughs> you know, it's not your fault. Like, I think that's the society we were all brought up in. It's yeah. like, you know, like, this is bad. You know, since, I have to say, being with Ollie, I've definitely fallen in love with my body a lot more in the fact that I'm not... Listen, I'm still... He is the, I will always be naked in front of him and he could see all of my body and loves all of my body and I don't feel self-conscious in front of yeah, him of course. at all. Whereas I have before. Yeah. With other people, I have always felt maybe sometimes a bit self-conscious or maybe kept a bra on or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, whereas it's... Turn off the lights tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas I'm not at all like that. And it, that's not... And it's not that I don't... Like, I do love my body and love what it's done. But I just... I don't know. I just don't... It's, it's really sad. I remember it really well. I remember I was in the summer holidays and I must have been around 15... I was getting into my swimming costume to go swimming. And I looked in the mirror and I saw a bit of cellulite and I thought, oh, fuck, I don't like that. Yeah. And I think, and I was never someone, I was really sporty, really lean. Um, I was incredibly skinny as a child. And then at 14, I grew massive boobs. Yeah. And I found it really hard. I well, found growing boobs really, really hard. There's that. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, which is the kind of trauma of when you are you go from being a little girl, flat chested, mm-hmm. completely straight up and down, and then suddenly puberty hits, mm-hmm. and people look at you 
like a completely you know they you're sexualized i was sexualized and i and was sexualized so traumatic. almost immediately by the boys in my school yeah i was a really good 100 meter sprinter and then suddenly these boobs came and i mean they came almost overnight this and is I my remember... favorite secret fact about you is that you have huge boobs yeah, that nobody knows <laughs> and i remember running the race that i usually always win yeah always feel really good at and one of the boys shouted out look at her tits no look at her run like follow your tits matilda and i remember slowing down oh my god not winning the race and being like i'm forever gonna cover these up yeah like oh my god oh my god that makes me want to like, cry it was so and i was just like i had a very I want to say I had a very sexy body. But I, <laughs> I was, was like too 14, sexy. And I had boobs and I got these little hips and it was like everything that I put on that was tight made me look uh, yeah. sexy. No, no, no. I, I was I, that sounds really weird. Not at all not because like I completely a... get it. Uh, no, I, I was exactly the same. I was the first in my year to get a bra. Yeah. I had this little waist and this big bum and people were like, eh. And I was like, no, I'm a child. Uh, yeah. and, and like, I, I and do I, not want to be sexualized. I remember so well was sort of after our GCSEs and when you, we got into A-levels at school, you were allowed to wear your own clothes. Yeah. And it was the GCSEs and, you know, everyone was into like, you know, the school uniform, like, really short skirts, like tight tops. <laughs> I went away over summer and I came back and honestly, you can ask anyone, Maid Laney, one of my best friends, like it's her favourite fashion moment <laughs> ever for me is the time I would just wear nighties. <laughs> I would literally, I came Are we back talking from, like sexy nighties or like long no, 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 no. I came back from being like this tight, sexy kind of, you know, sort of, you know, my body, my boobs were growing, my bum was growing, but you can really see it to someone that I was like, I'm going to put a sheet <laughs> over my body so <laughs> oh, no. no one sees that I had boobs oh. or hips and I would literally it was so weird I remember these boys being like what the fuck I'm to return yeah like dressing like, like a kind of like a back, ghost like, yeah like as a as, a Victorian as, ghost as a, tonight Matthew yeah. I'll be a Victorian yeah. ghost I, I really was this Victorian ghost that's so funny oh my god but also so heartbreaking that you, you like you yeah. were like rather than being like, let's change these boys' attitude, it was like, and let's change the way I dress completely because yeah. I don't want to be heckled know, while I'm running. I have all that, and then I went on the contraception pill. Which can go one of two I ways. Was, I remember, you know, and I think I was 18, and I was just finishing school and going to drama school, and I went on the contraception pill for the first time, and I was given that really fun one called Yasmin, which, Ooh. holy shit, made, like, I... I, I definitely put on weight, but it made my breasts go even bigger. And even just, I was all over the place. When I was put on that pill, it just, oh, oh my God. I think completely all over the place. I felt a bit all over the place up until I had Rudy. And when I had Rudy, I then quite dramatically lost quite a lot of weight. And was um, that from breastfeeding? Yeah, I think from breastfeeding. And then I think, the emotional stress of things that I, you know, with the breakdown and being a single mum and things like that were yeah. so strong. But I think really my body just was like, oh, but the way that we're going to show that you're a little bit vulnerable is that you're not going to eat much and yeah. you're going to go very, 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 very thin. Yeah. And I remember sort of that feeling of when you go very, like, and like I was thin, 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 yeah. thin, like not healthy thin. I was, you know, I'm a size eight to 10 naturally and I was like six and below oh I didn't gosh. look well I looked no. very thin and I remember my girlfriends being like no like being whatever's like, happening yeah when like, you're like oh I look like a bobblehead yeah like, I was yeah. like no this isn't good and then I kind of thought to myself I was like okay I've got to get back 
to me and my body and feeling great about mm. myself. I did and I do and I am at that. I do have that. But I still don't love my body. I don't love my body. But I love it, me, but I don't love my body. It's hard though. You know, I think that's people, I get a lot of messages being like, how can I, you know, fast track and get there and love my body? I'm like, you can't. You can't fast yeah, track. You it. always say it to me. It yeah. takes years yeah. of, of focused concerted effort to love your body like because we've grown up in a world where everyone has gone like you should hate yourself you should hate yourself and then now people are turning around going no you should love yourself it's mm. very conflicting advice oh, yeah it's really <laughs> and so it's like you know I think just even being able to say I love myself I don't love my body every day but I'm getting there is a huge step in the right direction yeah and that's incredible also, I don't practice what I preach you know I with you know I'm Ever telling people that they need to love every single bit of themselves, yeah. and forever telling my son that he needs to love every single bit of himself, forever telling Ollie that he needs to love. If, if Ollie sits there and kind of goes, "Fuck, I shouldn't have had that packet of crisps." Oh my god, I feel really guilty. Yeah, and you're like, and no. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Ollie, you have the greatest body I have ever seen. I am so <laughs> in love with you, and I fancy you so much. And don't even yeah. process. It's like the whole wedding diet stuff. It's like, for fuck oh fuck, sake. the wedding like, diet. Yeah. It's like no, so toxic. I'm marrying you. The per- like you are perfect you were perfect well it's just like yeah, but you know, like, i don't i give you know i didn't say that to myself i'm always like fuck i should be a little bit thinner probably for my no. wedding or fuck yeah I, but the, but you're like the rules or, apply to oh, everyone else i really else, should have worked but... on my arms or i really should have worked or like you know god i definitely probably not i'm setting light on my legs if i actually just you know exercised um, but then also what's crazy is to be honest even if you did exercise you probably still have cellulite yeah, exactly. you know what I mean it's oh like it, 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 everyone has cellulite yeah, it doesn't exactly. go away like exactly. it's like why am I so weird what, about it yeah but like it's not your fault you know what I mean it's like you know the, this is one of the few things in the world where you're like genuinely it's not any of our fault like this has just been put on us and also like you know I can go from having a completely smooth bum to having cellulite just in different lighting like mm. lighting is the main thing oh yeah that's why my, I hate changing rooms I will oh. always do it in my house because my lighting in my house is way better than that's we're room. both ASOS I honestly Fiends. Yeah, oh, love that place. But I also like, I'll take my clothes off in the changing room, close my eyes, put on the clothes, and then open them. What? Yeah, I'm weird. Like, I am a little no, bit weird sometimes. Too, and, but you're also the most beautiful woman in the world. Like, you know, there was a moment at your hen weekend, which was the best weekend of my life, um, <laughs> where you came out in this dress that your maid of honor had bought you, which was like kind of this, like, mock Priyanka Chopra what oh, she wore to her and we can and it was to like what was it like steal my girl by One Direction <laughs> and you came out and you were so beautiful and I'd <laughs> never seen you in a short skirt before yeah. and you were wearing this short dress and this long gown and you were just beaming and you had these nude tights on and I was like oh my god and everyone was texting being like where have you hidden your legs yeah what like, I'd where, never why, seen your legs why, before yeah, why are you ever I'm like oh I'm so sorry <laughs> I've been hiding them <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's it's a journey isn't it and yeah. you can't you know I'm so happy that you got to have that moment and everyone texted you going where have you been hiding your legs because you need you know you needed yeah. that of everyone going you've got the most beautiful legs like cellulite included like you are a gorgeous angel oh, but anytime um one more question on this which is how do you feel about like raising Rudy in terms of his relationship to his body and his relationship to other people's bodies? Oh, so it's that thing of you know, I I will just never inflict any of my problems onto my child, and I'm yeah. so wary of it. Whether yeah. it be a fear of flying or uh, the fact that maybe I don't like broccoli, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I will all like, yeah, I will will always speak about my body in an unbelievably positive way. That's I will always so speak good. about Ollie's body in an unbelievably positive way. I will uh, like never 
will I make him feel that what he is isn't good enough? Yeah. You know, saying that, my parents, you know, that sounds like my parents made me feel, or maybe it's because of my parents. It's not, they've, I've had a father. But also, it's always told me that I'm beautiful. But it's a different climate, you know what I mean? I think the way we, I don't know about your parents particularly, yeah. but my parents always were dieting when I was growing up. There was constantly yeah. a weird diet in the house where you're like, oh, I guess I should maybe be on a weird diet as yeah. well. Like, you and know. my brothers are super thin as well. Yeah. They're oh. like very thin and like lanky boys. Which is difficult. Like heroin chic yeah and i was gorgeous like, boys oh sorry not heroin chic <laughs> where was this bosom full that's not a word but buxom buxom <laughs> lady oh no my, my sister and brother when i was growing up were like super skinny and then i was like big old boobs, like yeah. hips like i was like i look like a kind of crude illustration of a fertility goddess like i was like this is not ideal yeah. but no. then like which i love so much now about myself i love that i'm super curvy i love all of that but it's difficult when you're growing up and you're like, well, my, my brother can eat exactly what I'm eating and he yeah, doesn't. It's hard, you know, yeah. two brothers and it's like, oh, fuck. And, you know, it's just, it's all, it's just, it's all a bit complicated. And it always is a bit complicated. And I try and be really gentle with myself. And listen, you know, yeah, I, I'm very open with the fact that I find it a bit complicated, my love for my body. But it's, I lo- love myself. And I think that that's a really good start. <laughs> I think that's an amazing <laughs> start. And also, like, I do, like, I've. I've never been with someone who, like, the way that Ollie loves me is extraordinary. The way that I love him as well is extraordinary. But he really, like, I feel, I feel so safe. Yeah. With him. And that's... Which is so special. Thing. And that, that I know has given me the freedom to feel safer in myself. Yeah. And for me to be more like, oh, Matilda, what the fuck is wrong with you? things like yeah just stop because he absolutely enough adores every part of you inside yeah, now and enough and, and also it's like i don't want yeah rudy or a daughter or anyone to have those things and i you know really like oh we're really this household we are so we celebrate every everything yeah. about one another and no rudy absolutely i wouldn't ever want to hear the word we had a friend one of his friends came around and said something about he was on a diet Rudy was like, what's that? And I was also like, why are you saying that word? I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, no. should I ever be on a diet? And kind of... I know. I don't, yeah, it's not... No. It's not the way that I I choose to bring up my, my child. And you honestly are the most extraordinary mother, like truly like how I would want to be as a mother when I eventually do it, probably next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year. <laughs> but it, um, I'm just, you know, I constantly think what an incredible mother you are and what an incredible job you've done with Rudy he's such (laughs) a special boy I absolutely adore him um let's do a little fun question before we wrap up which is what's your okay a two-parter okay what's your favorite thing about Rudy and what's your favorite thing about motherhood oh my god those are two about Rudy I mean I really feel like I can say and speak about him for hours and hours. Probably <laughs> he'd be like, don't ask her that question. You'll be here all day. Um, I just am obsessed with that child. <laughs> he is like... He's easy to be obsessed with. Oh my God. He's kind of extraordinary. And I he's know... He's so fucking funny. I know, Sorry, I don't know. Are we allowed to so swear on this yeah. podcast? I produce this podcast. How do I not know that? Um, I feel like... He's just kind of... I know that I'm his mum and therefore I obviously am going to say he's great. But he's so open, Rudy, and mm. he's so his energy is magic. 
and he's so because he is a child and he's eight years old and he's a child that has grown up with you know lots of grown-ups around yeah and you can um, tell. And, you know, he looks you in the eye. You know what I mean? Like, he's sat, confident. Yeah, and he sat around the table on a Friday night with a girlfriend going, oh, God, someone broke up with me. Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like... Probably so me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's sort of like... He can talk and be so interesting. Yeah. And is so interested with anyone. Yeah, he can hold his own. a tiny little baby <laughs> or... A very, very, very old person. Oh, that's so he beautiful. Is kind of just so joyful, only sees the good in life, loves Christmas as much as I do, plus more. And honestly, that was probably one of my biggest fears. I'm so <laughs> Imagine. With Christmas and any festive occasion that I was like, what happens if my child doesn't love Christmas as much as I do? He does. It's the best thing ever. Oh, um, that's he's kind of like. He's just my best friend in the whole entire world, and that sounds so lame. No, it do- no. Literally, I was with my mum maybe three days ago, and she went, "You're my best friend," and I was like, "You're my best friend." I was like, "I think you should be best friends with your mum." Our adventures that we've all had together is just incredible, and I just like I am never ever happier than when it's me, Ollie, and Rudy, and we're just doing a little adventure. It's just like, oh. God, these people are cool. And he's just <laughs> kind of also. He's eight, and his imagination is so extraordinary, and he is someone that will sit with two sticks in the garden for around four hours, and he would have made up a whole world. Oh, God, I envy that as well. And it's like, (laughs) whoa, but he's also a boy that has all these amazing friends and just plays, and he's just a kind, funny guy. I really love him. I know. He's an angel. I really really love him, honey. I I gather. (laughs) Um, I'm also, he's very hard not to love. He's incredible. He's an incredible baby boy. I mean, yeah. And that's, I have to say, I don't think that is down to me. I think that's down to the fact that I, we, you know, it's just how lucky that, that he, he, that little being that I made was him. Well, because also there's obviously there's the nature and the nurture and on the nature side, you know, you've done amazingly on the nurture side, but on the nature side, God, the genetics are delivered. Like he is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He's done well. What's the question we usually close the show with? Oh yeah. You close, if you have one piece of advice. (laughs) Yes. If you have, and if, I like that you don't know because it's the one question that I never say I right. I always and you forget can't it. Even say. If you have one piece of advice for your pre-parent self, yeah, what yeah, would it be? Yeah. That's yeah, the question. Yeah, I love yeah, every yeah, episode. Yeah. We're like, what the fuck is yeah. our last question? <laughs> and I say, it and everyone looks at me. It's like, what have you asked? <laughs> like we've done like fifteen episodes of this yeah, podcast. We're like, excuse me, not once have I said it right or like taken a deep breath. Oh god, that's a really hard question. I think. I think there's loads of bits of advice that I'm going to give now in short purses. I think that being a parent is hard and it will never be easy. Okay. And you must be so kind and gentle to yourself. You're not going to ever be. No one is a perfect parent. That mm. It's impossible to be a perfect parent. It's impossible to be a perfect person. Just be and do and love and, and then it will all be okay. Um... I think that a happy parent is a happy person. Yeah. I think that you have to you have to not lose yourself. I've always and with advice <laughs> that I think bless you. With advice that when I talk to friends about it, it's like when you have a baby, the baby becomes part of your world. Mm. You don't become part of the baby's world. The baby 
becomes you know adapts to you yeah you shouldn't adapt to the baby i think it's very easy to get lost in the world of parenting <coughs> and to lose bless you and to lose yourself oh my god a cat's just run on the ceiling oh my god <laughs> to lose <laughs> and to lose yourself also to lose a sense of your partner and you know listen me and ollie are now parenting together and we have a rudy but obviously it wasn't always like that but in mine and root in mine i'm just gonna put the kettle up in mine and ollie's relationship it is so important that we are a team yes it's so important that we go out and have time for ourselves yeah. and do things just us whether it's going out to the cinema or going away for the weekend well that's what I so admire about it's your parenting so is important. you always take time and you're like nope yeah. you know what we need to be have couple time and we exactly. need to have you know Ollie because we're so- incredibly social people we would be sad if we weren't social people yeah we are incredibly lucky that you know we have them you know we we can be social um but you know that makes us happy it makes yeah. us happy going out and dancing and it makes us happy having yeah. and also if you're friends. happy you can parent better oh my gosh then it's like you come home and you're an amazing parent and you do all of the family yeah. too. But I think everyone's always like, no, 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 everything's got to be for the children. Yes, everything is for the children and for your family. Yeah. But also everything's for you. But instead of it, your life your doesn't life. stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you've still... Not at all. This beautiful thing has come into your life and it's wonderful, but you're still living your life as much as you're, you know, helping someone live theirs. Yeah, and, and I've only, you know, just learnt this and, and learning... You know, and it was a difficult transition, definitely for me, from being a single parent to being a co-parent, and usually it's vice versa, sometimes. And I had to learn how to, to parent with someone else. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was tricky navigating that, but also it's like we're a team, Ollie and I, and we will always be a team, and we, you know, we're united in the way that we parent Rudy, and it's it's just so important. It's so important to to give each other and to always give each other time and space and yeah. that's for everyone involved whether it's from your oh, I don't know, am I making sense? No you're fully making sense I don't know if I am making any sense I feel but like think, but yeah. since the cat came on the roof and I couldn't stop sneezing <laughs> I feel like we went lost the plot a bit yeah. we, and then we were like blow the candle out it's like it's like an ASMR <laughs> I episode I don't, I don't know I just think yeah being a parent is the most incredible thing Honestly, you, you are a salesperson for me to come off the pill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just have a baby. Just have a baby. But I mean, I have to. I really struggle taking the pill every day. Oh, we're it's on really the same pill. So we're both so on. This is an advert for Sarah's so, Yeah, it's just so like, oh god, I'm gonna take the pill because I can't be pregnant before my wedding. And oh, god. So no, I just want. I just want to have. I think pregnant at the wedding's quite chic. Oh, I'd no, love to I have a little love bump. Champagne too much. Yes, and also just, soft cheese yeah, and seafood. Want, want all the soft cheese. I want all the champagne i want to bounce up and down not in a sexy way i, I want to bounce up and down <laughs> well, I, I was about to yell sorry this is so insensible look at, me, look at matilda's tits yeah. <laughs> when i die look at those boobs i hate that those boys honestly i'm gonna hunt no. those boys down now they're gonna be like who are you who's this child i'm gonna be like hey you yelled at my friend 20 years ago <laughs> they're gonna be like, excuse me ma'am <laughs> But also, in the roundup of, of this podcast, I also have to say, I'm so bad at the bits of like, hey, like and subscribe and share the podcast bits. It's like, this podcast doing it was such a little idea that came from nowhere and the love and support of all who have been involved with Pink Protest and with Ollie, who have made me brave enough to do it. We didn't know 
how it was going to go down. Yeah. If anyone would listen, it has been the most joyful thing doing this podcast. Not only for me, listening to these incredible guests that we've mm. had share their story, but to also know that there are people listening who've felt the same. It's been so overwhelming, so much so that we're doing a second series. Woo! Oh, can I get whoop whoop? Um, <laughs> and just, I've just loved every single second and thank you to everyone who's listened for making this possible and keep liking, keep subscribing, leave keep us reviewing. a review. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Matilda Sturridge, where I'm mainly just talking about my wedding and how much I love Rudy. You can follow us at Ping Protest and you can follow me at Honey Kinney. Uh, I don't have a child, but I do have a cat. So <laughs> <laughs> and I actually have a podcast called, I was going to make a joke about having a parenting podcast about cats, but I actually, I have a podcast called The Body Protest, which is also a Pink Protest podcast. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, um, it's been such an honour and a joy. Hi, thank you so much. Also, thank you for holding my hand throughout all of my podcasts. Oh my I love God. you so much. You've been one of the nicest producers. I'll never let go. Is this where we sing our Christmas song? Is this where we sing? What Christmas song should we sing? Um, Isn't it last Christmas? <laughs> I don't know why, but the first. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, look at things like, in dramatic. Ding dong, melon on high. <laughs> and that's all from us. Thank you so much for Bye. listening. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.